Hi, I'm Benson, and today we'll be reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along the road, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Hi, friends. Uh, my name is Dave, and I'm on the ministry team here, if we've not met. And I'm happy to be sharing from the Gospel of Luke uh, today, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Next week, I uh, will be stepping away from this Gospel of Luke that we've been uh, sharing for quite some time and headed towards a new series for a number of weeks called All of Me, considering specific psalms that invite us to give all of ourselves uh, to a God that has given all of himself to us. I'm really excited um, about what we'll learn together and experience together as we come before the Lord in this new season. So come along with us. So for today, though, we find ourselves in Luke chapter 10, uh, in the passage that was read a few minutes ago, a passage that includes the story of the parable of the Good Samaritan. I think of all the Jesus's parables, None has worked itself deeper into the consciousness of people as the parable of the Good Samaritan. The phrase Good Samaritan is often used to describe any person who goes out of their way to help someone. And we, we hear that recognition on uh, in the news, we see it on social media, um, we share it from time to time when we see good people doing good things. At first read of this passage of scripture, there are some low-hanging fruit that I like to say or call. Uh, certainly the idea of helping people that have uh, run across unfortunate circumstances is a good thing to do. Um, a reallocation of wealth, it's a very good thing to pursue. Um, help the social outcast, get to know people on the other side of the road. 
uh, religious people often miss the point, and religion can be uh, quite damaging um, over years. Let's take a refreshed look at this passage of Scripture today. Because I think as we zoom out a little bit, we may be able to see a little more of what Jesus had on his mind during his conversation with this lawyer. In Luke chapter 10, what we really see in front of us is Jesus evangelizing a lawyer. That's really what we have. This Jesus encouraging the lawyer to admit the need of a savior. So so let's take a little bit of a look at this passage of scripture and see what we see about Jesus and potentially see what we see about ourselves as we move to the end of this uh, message. So again, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus is confronted by a lawyer. As you uh, consider who this person is, he was a legal expert. He was a jurist, a lawyer, very, someone very skilled in interpreting the Jewish Torah or the first five books of the Bible. This is who this lawyer was approaching Jesus. And the conversation begins when the lawyer asked Jesus, uh, a pretty, a pretty, um, a pretty uh, ordinary or upfront question. He says, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So here, it's, it's the right question being asked to the right person. Very similar to when the rich young ruler asked the very same question in Matthew chapter 19. What we find here is fascinating as we take a look at Jesus and how Jesus engaged the subject matter of the heart of the lawyer. It's interesting what Jesus did. He he engaged the lawyer, or he continued to engage the lawyer in the subject matter that the lawyer was most familiar with, and that was the law. Um, Sidebar. Evangelism is joining with people where they are. Um, Sitting with the other, with them, in their thoughts, with their questions. Rather than spending combative energy to get people to think our thoughts, what we see from Jesus is evangelism is moving to the other side of the table and sitting there with their thoughts and moving them along as possible and necessary. That's what Paul did in Acts 26. So in response to the question from the lawyer to Jesus, how do I inherit eternal life? Jesus doesn't answer the question. Instead, he appeals to the lawyer's self-perception of being an authority on the law and turns the question back to the lawyer and says, well, what do you say? Or what does the law say about this? Again, this is where the lawyer was the expert. What does the law say about the question that you have just asked me? Again, we, we notice here that Jesus was trying to get the lawyer's thoughts and ultimately his heart up in front of the lawyer so the lawyer could see himself. Beautiful conversation. 
So the man answers, verse 28, verse 29, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Many people can quote that in our neighborhoods today. It's the right answer. The lawyer combines from his knowledge of Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19, two very familiar scriptures for Old Testament experts. For the law is summed up in these two verses. So, right answer. So Jesus says, yes, this is true. If you love the Lord your God with your whole heart and love your neighbors yourself, and you will live. You do this and you will have eternal life. In other words, perfect the law and you will have eternal life. So think about this for a moment. Why wouldn't Jesus at that point in the conversation pull the lawyer up and out of the Old Testament and move Jesus into the New Covenant and the New Testament by saying, hey, lawyer friend, it's not about what the law says, it's about what you say about who I am. For Jesus, on different times, evangelizing, moved people out of the Old Testament and said, it's not about that, it's about me. If you believe in me, you will have eternal life. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus kept the conversation in the context of who the lawyer thought to be an expert in. And of course, that was the law. Why? Why? Jesus was very much in front of this conversation. Jesus knows and knew that the law, Old Testament, that playground where this lawyer was an expert, if studied appropriately, will lead to two, two will lead to twofold ideas. The first one is that the law will appropriately expose shortcomings or human sin. For all people fall short of the law. And Jesus also know, knew that the law, when meditated upon and led properly along in dialogue and revelation, will lead someone to realize, hey, I need help. I need out of the restrictions of the law. I'm, I fall short of the law. Who's going to help me? Who's going to become my savior? The law points to Jesus. And here Jesus is pointing to the law which is actually the beautiful narrative of the Old Testament explained in the New Testament and the New Testament uh, concealed in the Old Testament. It's beautiful dialogue. It's beautiful dialogue. So as the story continues, in typical fashion, the lawyer defends his position carefully, choosing his words and, and lofts out a question. The expert says to Jesus, well then, who is my neighbor? It, Perhaps adding to the narrative, if you'd allow me. The lawyer, yeah, I've got that right. Sure, no worries. Jesus, just tell me who my neighbor is and I'll go add him to my list or add them to my list. We, we do see at this impasse in this conversation, we see, we see the lawyer beginning to um, show evidence of, of, of a bit of self-justification carrying a little bit of pride. Sure, just tell me who my neighbor is. Perhaps someone who had an emotional connection to God, but that really is just about it. 
a good place to start, but not the place to end. That's why Jesus doesn't leave the lawyer where he found him. He moves them along, out potentially of self-righteousness and evity to a different place. So it again follows here is good illustration and example of evangelism. The progression of not just one question that was asked, um, how do I inherit eternal life? But underneath that, who is my neighbor? Am I a neighbor? And finally, the last question that we'll see in just a moment is, who will be my neighbor? Because I desperately need a savior. So, Jesus begins to talk to the lawyer to help the lawyer understand where he's at in his spiritual narrative and journey. And to help the lawyer, Jesus shares the parable of the Good Samaritan. Again, this is evangelism. Let's take a look. A Jewish man is walking the third kilometer highway that connects Jerusalem to Jericho. It's an unsafe highway. And as the parable goes, a Jewish man was overtaken by bandits who beat him, stole from him, and left him for dead. So Jesus sets the stage for some um, rescue. So once lying on the road, Jesus brings into the story two people that will be very familiar to the lawyer, a priest and a Levite. These were the lawyer's people. He was a student and an expert in the Old Testament law, very familiar to how the priest and the Levite was to appropriately love God and exercise that love in a neighborly way. So look what happens. Look what Jesus shares. Uh, The priest and the Levite come alongside the man on the road, but when they saw the man lying there, they crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. See, the lawyer knew, the lawyer knew that the priest and the Levite would have known better. As I said earlier, Deuteronomy 6, Leviticus 19, the the priest would have known those passages of Scripture. Love God, love your neighbor. But in this particular case, weren't walking out this in any way whatsoever. Even if the priest and Levite didn't see the man was Jewish, the priest would know Leviticus 9.34, which says, treat the foreigner like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. The priest and the Levite was going against everything they would have known about God and about their human responsivity. You would expect the the priest and the Levite to know better and to do better. So what is true in this parable, again, it's about evangelism, is that the priest and the Levite was was actually demonstrating zero love for God and zero love for their neighbor. So after the priest and the Levite passed, Jesus introduced a third character in the story. Again, it's evangelism. And he introduces with great controversy a Samaritan. Verse 33. For Jesus to introduce a Samaritan to the expert in the law, to introduce a Samaritan as a caring caring person after a priest and a Levite had neglected mercy, must have been attended 
as an especially biting commentary on what passed for mercy among the pillars of Judaism. I mean, to the lawyer hearing the story, Samaritans were evil to him. They were heathen. They were backslidden people. But nonetheless, this was a shock. And and by doing so, Jesus was indicting the religious system. Two religious men had failed to meet the requirements of eternal life. And the Samaritan was being honored as loving God and loving the neighbor. How did this get expressed? Well, Jesus said the Samaritan um, was described by his behavior. He diagnosed the need. He stopped the bleeding. He poured his own oil and wine for cleaning. He bandaged the body. He lifts the man and puts the man on his own animal. He brought him to an inn. The Samaritan stayed with him overnight, put him to rest and stayed the night by, to care. And the next day, verse 35 says, gave the innkeeper two coins, which represented care for two months and said to the innkeeper, whatever you spend in my absence, I'll repay you when you came back. What a contrast. And what a contrast of who's doing the good thing. See, in telling the parable this way, Jesus changed the question with the lawyer from not, who is my neighbor? To the lawyer, are you a neighbor? Very different question. Again, this is evangelism. Who is my neighbor? Are you a neighbor? Following Jesus's leadership with this lawyer, wow, such such good ministry. Such good ministry. So what is what is the point here? Jesus. Again, the lawyer is an expert in the law. And so what we have here is the law confronting confronting the lawyer. Unless you love God all the time, no room for error, you fall short and will not have eternal life. Unless you love your neighbor as yourself all the time, there's no room for error, you will not inherit eternal life. Unless you obey all the law for that matter, no room for error, you will not inherit eternal life. C.S. Lewis said once, no man knows how bad he is until he has tried very hard to be good. And we, we see this here. The goodness of God being compared to the goodness of the expert in the law. See, the parable here was told so that by the end of it, the lawyer and every reader for that matter, which includes us, would be left holding in their hearts and mind their greatest need, which is for compassion and mercy. Friends, I don't know if you find yourself in the story here. I do. I fall short. I fall short of this commitment that Scripture asks of me. You follow the path of the law, you'll be led to a verdict, guilty, The law does not justify it, judges. If you walk along promoting your good works, it will lead to a disappointing end. And that's what the lawyer was discovering. Friends, we are are not ever justified by our works. 
The gospel is about being justified by Jesus, the one who loves unconditionally. So this parable is not so much about giving to the poor. It's more about our poverty benefiting from the generosity of God. This parable is not so much about running to the beaten down. It's about running to Jesus for mercy so he can lift us all up. This parable is not so much about social justice. It's more about righteousness compared, our righteousness compared to the righteousness we receive from Jesus Christ. This passage is about, is about being convinced that when it comes to the greatest commandments, the lawyer and this guy fall short. We don't love God enough and we don't love our neighbor enough. And because of that, the invitation of this passage, the invitation of evangelism is to bring all of ourselves to a God who has brought all of himself to us so that we can have mercy and compassion. So as the parable ends, perhaps the best ending would have been for the Lord to say, verse 39, wow, I, I've never... I've never heard of that before. I've never loved like that before. And maybe the lawyer in his honesty would have said, I, I've never even been loved by like that before. Oh, perhaps the best ending would have been the lawyer saying, I need a savior. I don't find it in the law. I find it as I hear the love of Jesus being explained to me. C.S. Lewis said, there is but one good, that is God. And everything else is good when it looks to him and bad when it turns from him. So in this passage of scripture, as Jesus was evangelizing the lawyer, he was raising his hand and saying, hey, take a look, I'm over here. But not sure the lawyer ever got there. The lawyer looked perhaps for a bit, looked at himself, and really the, does, the, the story doesn't really conclude, but we can imagine. As far as you and I go today, we have the opportunity today to see a Jesus who's raised his hand in front of us today and saying, hey, take a look. I'm your good neighbor. I'm the good Samaritan. I've come to bend low so that you may be lifted up. So today... Uh, in conclusion, if you're in need today, I, I, I point you to Jesus. If you're hurting, if you're sick, if you feel beaten down, if you feel shame, if you feel proud and self-promoting, the good news is Jesus. He raises his hand and he says, I'm the good neighbor. Take a look at me. Jesus says, today is the day of salvation. Not, not tomorrow, today. And so as each one of us open up our hearts and say, God, take all of me, uh, Jesus will draw near. He will forgive. He will help. He will lift. He will care. He will give courage. Because that's the Jesus that walked amongst the lawyer in Luke chapter 10 and is with us today, raising a hand and saying, come just as you are. I love you and I care for you deeply.